everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. On today's episode, it's just me and I'm going to be talking about, this is going to be a series I'm going to do on the biggest mistakes I've made in my fitness past, um, things that I've learned from and now I know better and I want to share with you because I, I see and hear so many of you doing the same things, going down the same paths, making the same um, bad choices, or being given poor direction, whether it's from your doctor or your OB, or maybe somebody you follow on social media. And I want to save you the time because on one hand, it's a really good thing when you have these aha moments or breakthroughs or epiphanies and you figure something out and you go, oh my God, I've been doing it wrong all this time. It can be frustrating. It can be frustrating as hell when you're like, wow, I wasted a whole six months of my life doing this or that. But on the other hand, awareness is key, right? Once you know, then you know, and you can make better choices. So I am going to do a whole series and and I actually wrote a blog post on this. My thing, I think it was my top 10 or top 20 fitness mistakes. I will make sure I link up to that in the show notes, um, with this, and then I'll go and and there will be a podcast for each one of these. But specifically today, I had actually three women, three separate women who don't know each other, write me today about this very recurring theme topic, if you will, that pops up, which is adrenal fatigue, um, cortisol issues, and women who are being told, um, that they can't work out because of adrenal issues and they, um, you know, basically kind of have to put their life on hold and just sit back and heal. Now, before I go into what what I'm going to share, which is my experience and what I see as mistakes I've made around this topic, okay? So I've had adrenal fatigue. I have had adrenal burnout. I had gotten to the point with my cortisol and just my my hormones and everything being so jacked that my doctor actually said to me, he's like, if you don't take this seriously, you're going to end up in the hospital. And, and like your, your cortisol is so low. And, and also this is something that one of these women had written me about 
last night and this morning was, you know, with cortisol, when you hear me say that, when you hear me say my cortisol is so low, the first thing a lot of women will think is, isn't cortisol the problem with cortisol when it's high? Well, now again, I'm paraphrasing here. So this whole show, let me just say this up front. You guys all know this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I will say as a sidebar, I am getting my certification for personal training um, through NASM this year. So by the end of this year, I will have finished that study and not so that I could be a trainer necessarily, but so that I can just have the knowledge and the expertise. Um, But I do want to be very clear. I'm not coming at this saying, hey, I've written my thesis on this, or hey, I've been studying this stuff in school and I'm an expert. I'm simply sharing my experience with you and, and lessons learned and things that I wish I hadn't wasted my time on going down the wrong path. Okay. So back to cortisol. Because a lot of people, when, when we're talking about adrenal fatigue, there's a lot of BS floating out around there on, on the interwebs. Some of them being like, oh, there really is no such thing as adrenal fatigue. Okay, whatever. You know, let if you're getting comprehensive blood work done and you have incredibly low cortisol, there are other things that your doctor can look at to say, you have a major adrenal issue, okay? If somebody's telling you there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue, just ignore them because they're a tool bag. Um, Whether or not there is technically, like if technically that phrase is, is not accurate and maybe it should be called something else, the bottom line is it does exist, it is real, and I have experienced how serious it can be when... When I was at that phase where I mentioned to you just a moment ago that my doctor said, Kelly, if you don't take this seriously, you're not only going to miss the work that you're worried about missing. So in other words, the reason that I got to a place of adrenal burnout is I was, you guys know, I've shared this. I I've really have bad workaholic tendencies. Um, I have a problem shutting work off. I tend to want to take care of everybody and and the past three years of my life have been a lot of change and transition and work-related chaos. And it just, you know, for me with my tendency, that can put me into a state where I'm just working, 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 and not listening to my body when it needs rest. Um, Putting myself last, not taking my supplements, not eating appropriately. It's really ironic considering how much I value health and wellness and fitness that I do this. But at least, again, awareness is key. So when you run yourself into the ground, um, you, you at first you can have a situation where your cortisol, a lot of you are familiar with cortisol, I'll link up to some of the episodes I've done where we talk to my doctor and others on the topic of cortisol. So at first, when you're, you're so stressed and you're working a lot and maybe overtraining, you can jack your cortisol up so high that you then have those those issues that are related to high cortisol, which can be weight gain, inability to lose weight. That's what most of us are familiar with, high cortisol. And we know that high cortisol typically is associated with massive amounts of stress. My understanding, again, I'm paraphrasing here, my understanding is that what can happen is when you have elevated high cortisol for so many months for an extended period of time, your body can essentially get to the point where it's like going to just stop producing cortisol, the cortisol that you need. Cortisol is related to your energy. And so for me, really the past year from that point, 
um, when I've gotten my blood work done, in fact, I'm, I have a consult with my doctor this evening. Um, my cortisol is still very low. My cortisol levels at when I got my last blood work done at noon, or it was about one o'clock or what they should be right before I go to bed. So in other words, when you get up during the morning, the way Dr. Sebring's always explained it to me, your cortisol is, is slightly low when you, when you get up and then it will rise, 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 rise. And it starts to slowly spike in the latter part of the day. That's what it should be doing on a normal basis. Um, mine is, <laughs> I don't know if it's spiking in the middle of the night, um, but my cortisol, again, at lunchtime is really where it should be at bedtime. And my doctor has said to me several times, because my cortisol is so low, um, I don't know how you're getting through the day as far as energy. And no, I'm not chugging soda or coffee all day. I, I really don't have that feeling of overwhelm, overwhelming tiredness. Is that even a word? I'm not quite sure. But I can tell you that when my cortisol slash adrenal situation has been really bad, I would get to the point where like clockwork every day at four o'clock, I would hit the wall. And when I say hit the wall, I mean the best way I can describe it is it would literally feel to me like I was coming down with strep throat. And I know this, I, I say this to you because sadly, one of the things, particularly when I was younger, that I experienced a lot was having strep throat. And I would get strep throat really, really bad. I would, I would feel that it would start to hurt when I would swallow. And then I would always put my hand up to my neck to feel my glands because I'd been to the doctor enough for strep throat that he would show me how to feel where my glands are in my neck and, and if they were swollen. And I also know how to look down my throat to see if you have those white spots on the back of your tonsils that are typically an indicator of strep throat as well. Um, but when I am coming down with something really bad, I feel my eyes can't even look at my computer screen. Um, they're, they're that tired. I feel exhausted. I feel like I need to go to bed. Um, I feel like I kind of am coming down with a fever. My throat hurts. And when I was at that phase where my doctor said, you need to watch it or you're going to end up in the hospital and you'll be in the hospital for like a month or several weeks, not just like a day. Like this is serious stuff, Alexa. You need to take this seriously. This is not a joke. Stop thinking you're superwoman. Slow down. Start taking care of your body. That's very real. Okay. When you're at that phase, if you feel like that every day, you really do need to do that. You do need to be getting rest and making that a priority. And the last thing you should be worrying about are having like crazy intense workouts because A, not only will you not have the energy to, to physically complete those workouts, but B, you'll probably do more harm than good. So when you're at that phase, that's when you need to be, you know, self-awareness, particularly when it comes to health issues and hormone issues and adrenal issues is really, really important. And I really believe that all of you are wise enough and savvy enough to be self-aware to go, okay, am I feeling exhausted? And, and truthfully, this is a lot of the conversations that I would have with my doctor, Dr. Sebring, who's, who's my doctor from Austin. I, I am going to be uh, transitioning to a doctor down here in San Antonio simply because I want somebody that I can physically see locally and not have to drive up 90 minutes away to, to Austin to go see Dr. Sebring. 
Um, but I've interviewed him several times on the show and I will link up to all those interviews, um, so that you can listen to his, his area of expertise. But a lot of times when I've talked to him about, you know, my cortisol levels on blood work, he would just ask me, how do you feel? Do you feel exhausted every day? You know, because one of the options he gave to me was we could put me on hydrocortisone to increase my levels of, of cortisol. But the caveat with that is it can make you gain weight. So of course, I, I haven't wanted to do that. But when he said that to me, you know, this is something I want to share with all of you ladies who, who many of you write to me and say, I've been told I have adrenal fatigue. I've been told I'm not supposed to work out. I'm told I should only do yoga and walking. And I'm scared because I'm gaining weight doing that. And here's what I would say to you is I, 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 one of the biggest fitness mistakes I made, and it was significant is, and I have to be very clear how I say this, because I do not want to make a sweeping generalization about dietitians and nutritionists. But um, in fact, I was just sharing this history with um, a trainer I'm going to be hiring. And I was sharing what happened to me in 2017, 2018, and 2019. So 2017, I was making really, really great progress. I was um, doing intermittent fasting. I had started off with faster rate of fat loss. Then I hired a trainer in Austin. I started training with him, moved away from the, the faster rate of fat loss program. Um, I was not doing the workouts at all for that program. Um, I still was incorporating intermittent fasting because I've been a fan of that frankly, since I first started it way back in 2009. Um, so I was still doing intermittent fasting. I was training with my trainer, getting a lot of advice from my trainer on diet. Frankly, a lot of that advice got me in a bad place. He's a very big purist um, as far as, you know, I don't eat ketchup. I don't have carbonated water. I don't have soda. I only have alcohol once a week. I intermittent fast and I only eat in an eight hour window. I mean, it was a lot of rules, a lot of, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have fruit, you can't have this. I mean, it was just, he, he inevitably, I'm sure unintentionally got me into a bad place with food. But anyway, generally speaking in 2017, I made the best progress with my physique and my body and my training. And fast forward, that probably lasted me until about the first quarter of 2018. Now, that's when I was um, kind of, I, I don't know, I was not as happy with my trainer at that time. And I didn't want to train with him anymore. I won't go into the whys with that. But I canceled my session. And I think I think it was that Steve and I started working out at Lifetime. And I didn't want to work out at Gold's Gym and have Steve work out at Lifetime. So I canceled my training. And there was a period of about two months where I was working out on my own. And I just, I didn't feel like I knew what to do. I certainly didn't feel like I was making any progress. I felt stuck. I felt like maybe I was even gaining a little weight. So I reached out to a friend of mine at the time and I asked her, I'm like, I really feel like I'm winging it with my diet. And I don't know if I'm eating too much or too little. Incidentally, this is exactly where I'm at right now and why I'm hiring a trainer. Um, but I said, please give me some help because I feel like I'm backsliding. And she, she recommended hiring this dietitian. I can tell you right now, um, it's not that hiring a dietitian is a, is a bad idea. By no means is this what I want to impart to you. But at that time, 
me hiring this person was probably, I, I, I really wish I would have known what was coming because it was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. I, it was 2018 ended up being the worst year for me as far as my fitness, because essentially I paid this woman um, $500 a quarter. So I ended up paying her $1,000 to basically fatten me up like Hansel and Gretel. I mean, I just literally took her advice and a lot of it was based on me having adrenal fatigue. And she told me what I hear a lot of you women saying you're being told to do. She said, oh, you have adrenal issues. Oh, you have emotional issues around food. Let's get you comfortable with foods. I want you to eat anything you anything you want. I don't want you counting calories. I just want you to eat intuitively. And I don't want you doing any intense workouts. No cardio. You can lift weights, but you can only lift weights where you don't get your heart rate up. No cardio or plyometrics in between weight training. In other words, nothing intense. So think about this. And I remember Steve saying this to me because very quickly I started to notice my pants were getting tighter. My bra fat was getting more noticeable and I was having um, meltdowns because we'd get ready to go out and I'm like, oh my God, look at the fat on my arm. Oh my God, I'm losing muscle tone. Oh my God, I'm getting fatter. And I would bring this up to her and I'd be crying and she would say, you know what, you know, this is... This is to be expected. You, you know, give it time. It's all going to flesh out. You know, she would always talk me down off the ledge and convince me that I was, I don't know, wrong and that I I needed to chill, but I I couldn't be working out and that I needed to trust her. Um, And I don't want to paint her as some evil person who was, you know, trying to manipulate me in any way. But the point I'm trying to make here that's most important is at that time, I certainly was not, I had not made the changes in my life to become a stronger, more assertive version of myself. Um, I absolutely felt in my gut that this was not a good situation. And I kept allowing this woman to tell me what to do. I did not push back strongly enough. I didn't push my foot, put my foot down. I didn't listen to my gut. I didn't listen to my instinct. These are all things I don't want you women to do. If you're in a situation, you're paying a trainer, they work for you. If you're paying a dietitian or a doctor, they work for you. And if you're not getting the results you want, then you deserve to put your foot down and go, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because inevitably what happened here, you guys, is fast forward to January, I terminated my contract with her and I said, here's why. I just paid you $1,000 to tell me, work out less, take out all the intensity in your workouts, eat more. And you made me the heaviest I've been. I don't fit in any of my clothes. I am literally miserable, embarrassed about how I look naked. And I paid you to to get me to this point, the absolute polar opposite of where I wanted to be. And she said, oh, I thought I made it very clear that you might gain weight. When I started working with you and I said, if you would have told me when we first started working together that I was going to gain weight, I never would have hired you. That's the, anybody that knows me knows the very, I have been trying to get to my inevitable fitness goal seriously for the past several years. That would be the last thing I would ever accept. But lesson learned. The biggest lesson I learned, it was that situation plus several other work situations And frankly, some other situations with people I paid in my personal life, Um, there was this 
Botox lady in Austin where I just got walked all over and taken advantage of. And these are people that took like thousands of dollars of my money and didn't perform the services. And then when I called them out on the carpet, whether it was a personal vendor I was using or a professional vendor I was using for my company, they were like, I don't care. Like their attitude was, oh, sorry you feel that way, but I'm keeping your money and I really don't give a shit that I upset you. Um, Those were some really tough lessons to learn. All of that is what ended up with me creating my sidebar course for women, opposite of nice isn't nasty, because I learned how to be a stronger, more assertive version of myself. I learned not to take shit from people. I learned not to be a doormat. I learned that it's okay to push back and listen to your instinct and trust your gut when it's telling you like, this is not good. This is not right. I'm not going to accept this. But instead, I, you know, at that time I was like, oh, I probably don't know better. She's the dietitian. She knows better. Guess what? She didn't know better. She didn't know squat when it came to me because the advice she gave me, which was don't work out, you have adrenal fatigue, take it easy. You know, I missed all the stress release that I had from working out. I missed the the joy and the happiness and the satisfaction I felt from regularly working out. That's like part of who I am. And she took that away from me. And then she was telling me to eat whatever I want. I don't do well when I eat a ton of carbs. And and yet she was like, I want you to, you know, get in tune with your emotions, blah, blah, blah. And I remember Steve saying to me one time after one of my many meltdowns, he's like, how can you, how can she expect you to make progress when she's telling you to work out less and eat more? I don't understand that. And I should have had that as my wake up call, but I I didn't listen. I I just kept thinking, I must not know better. Well, the truth is I did know better. And so considering that's what I was told, ladies, and so many of you, three of you this morning, are writing into me telling me that you have adrenal issues, you have cortisol issues, and you are being told the same thing I was being told. Just walk. Just do yoga. Just do restorative. That's what this dietitian told me. I want you to only do restorative exercise because you need to heal yourself. This is my opinion as I am getting closer to the end of this solo episode on this topic. If you have adrenal fatigue, if you have cortisol issues, first and foremost, you need to be able to be self-aware enough to see where you stand on this spectrum, right? Of am I to the degree where Kelly Alexa was, like what I was describing to you guys at the beginning of the show? Are you to the point where you are physically, emotionally exhausted, spent, even without a workout at the end of every day? If you're at that place, then yeah, you're probably in a position. And you should also go listen to my interview with Alex Mazurko. Um, She'd gotten herself after years of competent, you know, competing and, and extreme dieting, not enough sleep, um, poor diet choices, poor food choices, um, where she did, she had to take six to nine months to really heal her body and, and, and allow her body to rebound. So if you're in that extreme situation, yes, those are the times when you're going to have to say, okay, I got to get healthy first before I can focus on working out. Like I have to get my body and and my my brain and everything in the right place where I have energy, I have stamina, I have the ability to to work out. 
like like a normal person, okay? If think about this in a completely different context, okay? If Tom Brady got pneumonia, do you think the day after he had pneumonia and was in the hospital for 10 days, he would go back to training at his normal situation that that he trains at for for the NFL? No. There would be a time period where he'd have to adjust. He'd have to get back to eating. He'd have to get his body, you know, back to activity. There would be a transitionary period. If you are extremely ill with with a, your adrenal situation, and and that can that call can really only be made by you, because because a doctor can look at your blood work. But there have been times where my blood work has said that I'm in a bad place, but I still have energy to get through the day, and I'm not dragging. Um, you have to be able to kind of make that assessment of yourself, but please think about that. Think about the, you know, the NFL example I just gave you, you know, no athlete is going to leave if they just had mono, you know, like when I had mono, when I was in my early twenties, you know, I was out and I was not able to eat anything but ice chips for three weeks. And I remember when I first was able to go back to my waiting tables job, I got out of my car the first day going back to work. And even though I felt normal and like, I'm ready, I I can't wait to see my friends again. Just walking across the parking lot was exhausting. Your body doesn't go from being very sick to very well overnight. I know that even just recently, you guys. So I'm recording this in 2020. And you guys know I've had to, to have my transition period of recovering after six, seven, maybe even eight or nine months of chronic headaches and migraines. During that time of chronic headaches and migraines, I was not able to work out and train hardly at all. And because of all the time I missed, oh my gosh, you guys, I lost so much cardio capacity. I lost so much strength. I lost muscle. And so when I first started working out again in February of 2020, um, I had to take it very slowly because I knew even though my headaches were gone, I didn't have the strength. I couldn't lift the same weights I could a year before. I couldn't go out and do the training that Blaine back in, in Austin used to have me do. If he, if somebody would have said, go sprint down to the end of the block and back, that probably would have made me pass out. So I started off working out three to four days a week, maybe half an hour each time. And I did that for the first month. And then in March, I I increased my three to four workouts a week to 45-minute sessions, maybe like full metabolic training. And then maybe in April, I moved my way up to five workouts a week. And it wasn't until May, you guys saw, May was my first month that I got back up to, I think, if I'm correct, um, six workouts a week. And then June, um, which was just last month, um, I started a new job. And the first couple of weeks of my new job, I, you know, it was a transition. But anyway, I'm saying all of this to you because when your body is in a physically depleted place, it you really need to be able to assess where you are. Okay. So first and foremost, ladies that have adrenal fatigue, that have cortisol issues, that have hormone issues. And, and you're saying, okay, my doctor is telling me, or I'm reading that I shouldn't do anything but walk or do yoga because I have adrenal fatigue. Assess where you are. If you're at that bad place, then yeah, you need to get, you need to look at yourself like, hey, I've just come out of the hospital. I've had pneumonia. 
And and how would you treat somebody else that you know that just got out of the hospital that had pneumonia? If they said, if they were your house guest and they were going to go out and do a 45 minute run, what would you say to them? Baby girl, you're crazy. You need to chill. Like treat yourself that way. So if you're an extreme case and you, you are physically depleted most of the days, then that's when, yeah, you need to give yourself a time period to work your way back up. And honestly, you need to get a grip on the fact that it might be three to six months, depending on how severe your adrenal issues are. If, however, you are like me, where you have had kind of an ongoing adrenal situation, um, cortisol situation, like me right now, I'm, I'm going to be discussing with my doctor tonight, my low cortisol issues. Okay. And so if I have these low cortisol issues, but the truth is I am not depleted at the end of the day, I will say I'm because where I'm at with my work life right now is I'm trying to get my workouts in. I'm seeing how it works for me to get my workouts in at the end of the day at five or six o'clock. Do I have the energy I used to have? Um, no, I don't. And so for sure, I notice there's a difference. There's a, there's a, I, I need to pay attention. But on the other hand, I am by no means at a place like I was where I referenced at the beginning of the show where I have to tell myself, I can't do weight training. I can't do cardio. I have transitioned myself back into a place. I've built my strength back up. I've built my cardio capacity up, but I've been very careful to do it. And so what I would say to all of you women out there is if you have adrenal fatigue, but yet you, number one, mentally and emotionally, yeah, I said emotionally, if you miss your workouts and you feel that you have the energy to do a cardio workout, or maybe you want to go for a run, you want to do a metabolic circuit, here's what I would suggest to you. If you think that you're in a place where you have adrenal issues, but they're not that bad and you think you could do it, test out a workout. But if it's if you typically do like an hour-long workout, say you do an hour-long cardio session normally, test out a half an hour. Go at 50%. See what happens when you do that and you're eating correctly, okay? So it's very key to be feeling yourself when you're when you have adrenal issues. So Test out doing a half an hour workout or maybe test out doing a 20 minute workout. Don't go from, you know, not doing anything to doing HIIT training. Test out like a 20 to 30 minute workout. See how you feel. And I mean, see how you feel immediately afterwards. If immediately afterwards you are literally like, I need to go crawl and and lay on the couch. I'm exhausted. That's a sign. If maybe you're just tired, like a normal person would feel tired after doing, you know, that much. Go get something to eat. See how you feel. See how you feel in the next 24 hours. Don't work out the next day, but then see how after you've put a day in between, try maybe doing a metabolic, a circuit, but just do it half an hour. Like go at it 50% and see how you feel. Now, before I close up this show, I just want to tell you again, I feel that I need to say this at the beginning, middle, and the end of the show. This is just my personal experience, my personal advice. I have had two to three people. One of them was an absolute idiot who some of you know who I'm referring to. He used to be involved with this podcast. Um, this this person who came into my life and basically presented themselves as um, somebody that they weren't. Um, they gave me a lot of hormone advice um, and, and 
came across as somebody who was very articulate and, and knowledgeable in this area, but really was a total nut job and a complete con artist and a criminal. I found out these things later. Sadly, this person weaseled their way into my life and tried to weasel their way into my business. He's done it. He and his wife have done this with several other companies. But when I first, before I knew the totality of who this person really was and what a bullshit artist he was, he was giving me a lot of this type of advice. And what he was telling me was very similar to what that dietitian told me. Oh, you have adrenal issues. Oh, you have this. You shouldn't work out. You shouldn't lift weights. If you lift weights, you should only do kettlebells and no cardio, just go for walks. And he, this guy was advising me to eat paleo and eat so much food. It was ridiculous. And uh, did I lose weight? No. Did I gain weight? Yes. Was I miserable? Yes. Did I miss my workouts? A thousand percent. Do I regret listening to his advice? Eight billion times over. But that's a whole other story. The second person was the dietitian. She told me, don't work out. Don't do any cardio. Don't elevate your heart rate. Don't get yourself into a sweat. Eat what you want. I was miserable mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I gained the most weight ever under those two people. Interestingly enough, you know what my doctor has told me when I've asked him this same stuff? My cortisol is low. Should I not work out? He's absolutely never said don't work out. He's always said you can lift weights. I've asked him specifically, am I not allowed to get my heart rate up? And you know what he said? Pay attention to how you feel. Just what I'm telling you. He said, do a workout. You should be lifting weights every single week. That should be your first priority. And if you want to go for a run, test out a 20-minute run. See how you feel the next day. See how you feel that night. You know, do you feel depleted? There's a difference between a good workout and like, wow, I'm spent. I just had a good workout and wow, I did that workout and now I I can, you know, I feel like I can barely walk to the other side of the room. So this is where you need to be really sensible. And again, as I close up this episode, you guys, please know I'm only telling you my opinion. I am not telling you what to do. And when you listen to my advice, you know, I need you to be your own advocate. I need you to listen to my advice, take it with a grain of salt, understand I'm not a doctor, a nutritionist, a dietitian, a trainer, any of those things. I'm simply giving you my experience and saying, here's what I regret in the past. Here's what I don't want. I don't want you guys to make the same mistakes and have it take six to nine months to figure out because this is why I'm in the process of hiring a trainer right now because I'm ready to, you know, I've done the transition period. This, this this year. I've done the easing my way back, keep building up strength, building up stamina. And now I'm ready, but I realized I don't know what to do with my eating. I don't know what to do with my macros. I don't know how much to eat or how little to eat. And I kind of feel a little lost in the area of caloric deficit. So I'm hiring somebody. That's the smart thing to do. And, and this is what I want for all of you ladies who are constantly writing in asking about adrenal fatigue. It is not a hard and fast rule that everybody that has any adrenal fatigue issues, in my opinion, has to not work out, has to not train, because there is absolutely something to be said about the fact that working out and training can be uh, an endorphin rush. It can make you feel good. Um, and there's certainly data to support that. And taking that out of your life can take something from you. So learn to be self-aware, see where you're at, assess where you're at, test things out in a transitionary phase, meaning don't go from not working out at all to going balls to the wall, CrossFit type of stuff. Find that in-between space and then transition up and give yourself the time. 
You know, if you're in a in an adrenal fatigue situation, you've got to look ahead and say, I need to give this six months to a year to get back to where I was. That's that's sad but true. And 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 for if you're like me, it'll take you a while to wrap your head around that. But you owe it to yourself because the harder you push, the more you can push yourself back as far as progress. So hopefully this was helpful. If you if you ladies have any questions. Um, about this, please just go over to the kellyoshow.com and use the contact me form. Shoot me an email. I can't, I can't promise I'll get back to you like right away. I do work a full-time job and I've got a lot of stuff going on in the hours I'm not working there, but you know, I'll get back to you as soon as I, as I possibly can. And this is something I'm very passionate about. So feel free to hit me up with any questions that you have. Um, and again, the show notes for this with links to the other episodes I referenced, will be over at thekellyoshow.com shortly after the show goes live. We typically have show notes go live one to two days after the um, sh- the podcast is live. So uh, make sure you check back there if you don't see it right away. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If this show was helpful, please share it with your friends on social media. And if you haven't done so yet, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform of choice that helps the show get seen and heard by more people who could benefit from this information. Thanks, you guys, so much. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.